Fit for Life Radio. I forgot what we were called there for a second. <laughs> I was like, radio. Coastal Strength and Fitness. What, is, what am I doing right now? Fit for Life Radio, episode number 49. Almost 50. 49. Almost a milestone. Oh, 49. Awesome. It is. It should be 100. But it should be 100 by now. When you stop for eight months. Our, our podcasting is like most people's um, gym and yeah. adventures. <laughs> and this week, we have another guest, a client of ours. A very Shannon. long-time client. Hello, yes. hello. Shannon Edwards. She is, well, really since when we first opened, which would be six years in April. She's been here longer than me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was here on your first day, Will. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because yeah. I had my original. There's not many people that have been here longer than me. Not yeah. anymore. We were like, who's this guy? He's like. <laughs> yeah, he does everything he, different. We don't yeah. like him. <laughs> He's not Gary. He's from Virginia Beach. I mean, yeah. He's so far away. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> And really, I had the first, when I first opened, there's like 15, 20 people I reached out to. It's like, hey, just come do it for a month mm-hmm. um, and see if you like and go from there. But you were the actual like first client who came. You were f- referred from um, Patrick, Patrick Lynch. Patrick Lynch, that's and right. And then ended up, you know, joining and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Feels like it was yesterday. At the I same know. time, it feels like it was forever ago. Yeah. So you got to see everything grow and mm-hmm. Will come on board and everyone... Watch my beard get shorter over the years. Yeah. <laughs> Watch my hair get shorter. Yeah. It did, and, though. And, yeah. and Ben's clothes get smaller. Yeah. <laughs> that is also <laughs> true. That Michigan he wardrobe. He started out with the really baggy Michigan gear. The track suits. Shorts to the knees. Yeah. And <laughs> the big track, track suits. We love you, Ben. Yeah. Now it's just everything's, I don't know. I know. Now he's all streamlined. Kids extra large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's how you get bigger muscles. You wear smaller shirts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is true. So today, so Shannon is a mother, yeah. human mother. Yeah. And she is a new. <laughs> I like the distinction. <laughs> yeah. Not new, dog mom. New mom. dog mom. You are a dog mom, though. I am a dog mom, too. Are you obsessed? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. But it's there's fine. still moments where I'm like, I can, you know. Yeah tolerate my kids way more than my dogs i'm like okay i have too many of you mm-hmm. like you're going mm-hmm. in the pen i can't put my kids in the pen <laughs> you know <laughs> like, we wouldn't tell mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then also wife to a firefighter yeah. which is stressful yep so it's not like you can be like oh husband's at work this is relaxing there's probably always that like you yeah a little bit of a little bit of worry that cloud yeah for and, sure and then you also own your own business yes. right so coastal virginia real estate yeah so that's in and of itself, like, I mean, that's really all I have is a responsibility in life. And that's, that's, that's hard enough. So I couldn't imagine layering in everything else. But, um, so yeah, that's what we want to dig in is some time management stuff mm-hmm. and that's just the ups and downs with that. Um, you know, goals that you may have and yeah, that they don't happen immediately. And sometimes it's like you have to redefine your goals as you go. Um, so, so yeah, so we'll start with that with, so owning your own business for me, I know like it's great because everyone's like, you can make your own schedule, which is nice, <laughs> but it also means uh, you can work 24 hours if you really wanted to and find the time, and you have no one telling you what to do, right? Whereas, right. you know, which, and every job has its pros and cons, but sometimes it can be, you could feel frustrated. I have to work from such and such time to such and such time, but don't have any parameters, and the thought of that could, is actually kind of nice sometimes, you know, because it's you just know. Then you know, and you could figure out your hours around it. Right. Whereas for you, um, you know, over the five or six years you've been coming here, you know, there's ups and downs and times where, you know, we got to 
bug yeah. you and, and yeah. you fall off and yeah. sometimes you you've come in the mornings, the evenings. So you want to kind of just talk about your journey? Sure. Yeah. I think I've been at every single class, like so many times. I feel like there should be a award for like the biggest class hopper. Like that would be me. (laughs) Which, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think my biggest struggle in general, I guess we can kind of conquer the work world first is that, um, things come up every day, you know, and in our business, in the real estate world, when things happen, it's an emergency for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'm planning a 3.30 class and somebody calls me at 3.10 and is like, oh my gosh, this loan just fell through. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll cancel my 3.30. We got to tackle this, you know? And so um, really just trying to make sure that I'm balancing. I hate that word balance. I feel, I just don't feel like that there really is a balance. I feel like it's more of a, you have to go when you can go. And that kind of put me back on morning. So like for a while I was in this phase of like, I can't get up that early every morning. I'm exhausted by two o'clock. And, you know, so I started going in the afternoons, but then I realized with my work world, that's impossible to, to have a set schedule in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm also a mom, as you said, and I want to make sure that I'm home for my kids, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and I'm there, you know, when I need to be in the afternoons, when I can get off work. But the biggest struggle with the work thing is just, you know, every once in a while, somebody will see me like, go check my phone by the cubbies because I like, I have this Apple watch, which mm-hmm. is amazing, but it also yeah. kind of lets you know that people are looking for you or mm-hmm. interested in getting a question answered. That's an emergency for them. And so trying to kind of really step away and make sure that when I'm here, I'm here. And when I can be, I come. And one of the um, things I started going in the morning is because there's really nothing going on between 5.30 and 6.30 a.m. That's what I was going to say. There's just a lot less to compete with your There's less barriers. Right. You know, so. And so that's why I started going back in the mornings and I tried to make that my, I use the word routine, but that's my schedule. My routine Mm -hmm. is if I can go in the morning and then we have to enter the whole husband's a firefighter. So when he's working, he gets off at 8.30 a.m. So on those days, I can't leave my kids at home because they're small. They're itty bitty Mm -hmm. still. Um, So I have to try to fit in an afternoon. But on those days that I can go in the mornings, I have to do it. I can't let my emotion or my physical tiredness or staying up too late interfere with that because I know that that's the only time that I will go. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what where I'm at right now is just really trying to make it a focus of if that time is available and Sean is home, I'm going. Yeah. And one, one thing kind of with that that we were talking about beforehand is, and we've talked about this on the show a lot, is... Um, expectations that people give themselves and like Mm. I mean you've been you've done challenges and had goals of like I'm going to work on you know losing weight or or being more consistent and what do we all do when we do those things I'm going to lose 20 pounds I'm going to go to the gym six days a week then those things don't happen and we feel like a failure and then there's like that whole loop and then we stop everything after that yeah yeah it's like you start walking off that cliff Mm -hmm. and then you're just Mm -hmm. done and then it's almost a fear to come back, yeah. right? Because like, and I, I don't know if other people feel like this way at the gym, but like, you know, you're doing all this stuff and you're doing so good and you start to feel like a little bit of confidence about yourself and you're like, okay, 
well, I, I can take off tomorrow, right? Because I'm doing good. Like I mm -hmm. ate good yesterday and I take off tomorrow and then I'm like, the next day something comes up and I can't go. And then the next day after that, something else comes up. And then before you know it, it's a week and you're like, oh my gosh, if I go back now, like <laughs> Will's going to be like, where the heck were you? Like somebody's <laughs> going to call me out. And then that's embarrassing. And then you, you start to overthink just coming back. You know what I mean yeah. by that? And so I, I've been there. I've had months off where just things were crazy. And then I'm like, man, if I go back now, they're going to be like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? I think you know, the longer you wait and this goes for anything, but I think it's, the gym's a good example, the harder it is to come back. So like after three months, how many people are just like, you know what? I'm just never going to go back, right. yeah. you know, or, like, or because even... so much time has gone by that you're like, nah, and the thing I is, deal with, with, you know, we don't think like that either. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I get why, uh, you know, you guys think like that, but really you have to understand being since I've been working at gym since I was uh, 20, really the thing is most people come for a month, don't come for 11 months or two or three years later. So it's right. normally two or three years when I was working at like a Gold's Gym type gym that you would maybe see someone again. Whereas you guys, um, even if it's stretched out to two or three months, the fact that you made it back in, like that's great, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, when you step back, like, yeah, you never had. Um, three years off, you know, and which then, um, you know, that can really kind of start to spin out of control right. and, and everything. Yeah. And my real, I learned a while back and I can't, I think it may have been Will that kind of helped me click this was that my catalyst for doing everything else good was being at the gym. Mm -hmm. So like if I came here, that's what helped me eat good. And that's yeah. what helped me drink water. But if I didn't make it, it was like all hell broke loose in yeah. my life, you know? Yeah. And so I realized that that had to be the thing I focused on the most. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I kind of had this mentality and I know that nutrition is super important, yeah. but it's the gym that helps me be better at yeah. choosing my nutrition, you know? It's funny cause there's always, battle with that um when i'm thinking of you know tactics and stuff and there's a book um not the tiny there's one we're going to talk about called tiny habits then there's another one called i think the power of habit or something and this guy talks about how so yeah you could easily argue or i would easily argue that nutrition is the most important thing it's going to control body composition the most and all that but and i'm the same way as what you just said as well the exercise you know, you can't out-train your diet and all that, which is true, but the exercise is kind of like the catalyst to do mm -hmm. all the other things. Like if mm -hmm. I didn't exercise, I wouldn't be as motivated to eat better and, right. you know, support that, right? Um, so yeah, so then you could make the argument that exercise is the keystone habit because it kind of cascades everything else. Yeah. Right. And was that, was it Atomic Habits? No, it wasn't Atomic oh, okay. Habits. It was like that, the, that book clicked for me. Um, like talking about catalysts that for me, my catalyst is getting enough sleep. Mm. If I don't get enough sleep, like my eating's not going to be as good. My training's going to be crappy. Or like if I don't get up and train in the morning, which is why I get up and train early, um, it just like might not happen. Yeah. So for me, like getting a good night's sleep, which is like at least six hours. If I get six hours, I'm good. Mm -hmm. um, but if I don't, it just kind of screws everything else up. And right. so for me, and I've, I've focused on this for the past, I don't know how many months, um, but if I get a good night's sleep, I'm super consistent. My nutrition's on point. I don't really struggle with it at all. Um, so that for, you know, for me personally is my most important thing. And I think for a lot of people like find, like what is your foundational habit, your keystone mm -hmm. habit, I yeah. think, cause it can be different for everybody. Yeah, um, and I think a lot of people is the, the working out. Right. And yeah. the, the best part about that is, is it's hard to focus on a million different things. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just focus on one and you know that 
yourself, your body, everything can focus on that and then yeah. everything else will fall in place. That's a lot less mm -hmm. stressful to think exactly. about. Exactly. Like what, what one thing is going to knock over the most dominoes versus mm -hmm. trying to knock over five different sets of dominoes at the same time. And I think um, it takes time to maybe figure that out. Right. Like, I mean, how long have I been doing this? And I just realized that my sleep is the biggest yeah. factor in everything that I do. Um, but just, yeah, it takes a little, I guess, looking inward to yeah. figure out. Let's lean into the, um, so you mentioned kind of a change in the way you look at things. So instead of saying, I'm going to go to the gym, uh, which is common in entrepreneurial world, right? To have this perfect schedule, uh -huh. like set in stone, <laughs> yeah, like op opti optimize. Yeah. Um, so you used to be like, I'm going to go at this time on this day and then didn't make it probably felt like a failure, mm -hmm. but then talk about how you kind of just switched to, I'm just going to go X amount of times. And then you find that a little more realistic. Yeah. I mean, I think. You know, I kind of shifted my main my mind frame to learn to live in the now rather than the later. And so I really take it week by week. Like there's not, I can't say, you know, next week or this month, or I have to say like this coming week, I'm going to go to the gym on these days. And I try to at least get three days in. Um, that's my goal is to get three days here. Um, if I were to say, you know, I'm going to set a goal of this month of 10 days or 15 days, then it would be like day 15. I'm like, Shh, I've got to get 15 <laughs> days in, you know, like yeah, I'm just yeah. not built that way as far as long-term. I think so many long-term things at work, like I'm so big picture that in my personal mm -hmm. life, I have to be super small picture because it's just, it helps me organize my days and my thoughts. So really like my Sundays, normal people like probably meal plan on Sundays and I struggle with the meal planning, planning aspect, but I literally calendar plan on Sundays. Like what am I, what are my goals this week and what can I accomplish? That's a realistic expectation of when I'm going to be able to fit it in. Um, and that's, that's how I do it now, you know, just try to learn to live in the now more close than mm -hmm. far away. Yeah. Yep. So, and a lot of people a lot. do that. They like think about what they want to accomplish in six months, which is fine. But like you have to, you know, you still got to put one foot do, in front of the, the other every yeah. single day. Well, they months, overlook the day. Yeah. It just seems so far away. And you're like, Oh, I got time. I got mm -hmm. time. I have plenty of time to do that. And then before you know it, that time flies by because everybody says it, it flies. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that you're so far behind. And then that's when the lack of confidence and you're mm -hmm. like bummed at yourself. Whereas if you can just take it week by week, it's like it, it, as it comes, I'll take it. And I have learned that I can't rely on my emotions or my motivation. I know mm -hmm. you talk about that all the time, mm -hmm. Gary, but if I relied on my motivation, I mean, really what I'm motivated to do is go home and like snuggle with my kids and yeah. watch a movie. That's yeah. my, where my motivation comes from. But I know that this is what I want, you know what I mean? Yep. And I have to focus on that. Like, what do I want to accomplish this week? So, yeah. And one thing for people out there to think about that I, we see a lot of people do is, um, they set their expectations too high. So, you know, imagine if Shannon and her circumstance said, well, I'm going to go six days instead of three. Right. Cause you know, we all would feel more ambitious and better, right? It's six days. But, um, sometimes setting like a baseline, like even lower. So if you even struggle with three, like don't be afraid to say, I'm going to go to the gym one time this week. Right. And then you'll find you go the once and you end up going the others. Right. It builds more like Confident. positive motivation, or you could even break it down to, I'm going to put my gym bag in my car. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, then you go to do that and you're like, well, now I'm in my car. Mm -hmm. I might as well go to the gym. Um, and like the examples they use are like super simple stuff. I think the, the main one, the guy would always talk about was, uh, flossing. And he would say, 
just say you're going to floss one tooth. Right. You know? And then you'd go, like, you're obviously going to floss the rest. Yeah, you're going to start. <laughs> but then when you tell yourself, uh, and then the other key is don't um, change it. At, you know, so they say, so say you are going three days a week um, and you do get to go some extra days, great, but then don't change it to four, five, six days a week. Um, keep it at, you know, the somewhat of a baseline number. Yeah. So, and talking about um, like something like putting your gym bag in your car. For me, every mm -hmm. morning I wake up, I take the dog out, and I usually go train right afterwards. Um, but what I do is I walk outside and I start my car. And then I'll go walk the dog around the block, bring him back in, feed him. But my car's already running. It's easy to want to get back in bed because Whitney's still asleep. She's going to be asleep until 6.30. And, but I know that if I leave it running, then I'll mm -hmm. hop in the you car and roll. Yeah. yeah. So let me, let me ask you this. So I know the answer, I think, which is why I'm going to say it just so. But um, so, you know, Shannon comes here to Coastal Strength and Fitness, a group training gym. Um, and she, like she mentioned, she has times where she hasn't came and then she... she you know, it's hard to come back, but she makes it back in. And, you know, so obviously we're like the group and we kind of have the accountability. How much of that do you think still played into, though, but I have to get back in because because um, I know I will see them or I, I they will notice if I go AWOL versus say you were going to like, um, which again, not that these are bad, like we, we go to these types of gyms, but like they're not for everyone to say like a Planet Fitness where eventually yeah, you just don't go for the next right. three years, you know? I mean, I think that that's a huge um, benefit, if you will. And that kind of like, when I was going to so many different classes, I knew people, but nobody really knew to like expect me. Mm -hmm. So there was no like expectation, like, oh man, Shannon missed the 6.30 class today because I'd come to that once a month. Well, everyone knows yeah. that you're just Every, all, over, all the place. over the place. And so me setting myself up to like, I'm at the 5.30 or the 3.30, those are my two options typically really helped me because like, I mean, even Tracy Lewis, who I brought to the gym mm -hmm. over a year ago, she's helped me just by joining because mm -hmm. she holds me accountable. She'll send me a text like, Hey, you going tomorrow? What's your schedule like tomorrow? What's your, on Sundays, what's your schedule like this week? She knows I plan out, mm -hmm. you know, when yeah. I can go. And just the fact that somebody's waiting for me or is counting on me or, you know, that I know that they know if I miss yep. is huge. Um, I mean, I'm a pretty competitive person by nature, so, you know, I don't like the feeling that I'm not, like, mm -hmm. bringing to the table everything mm -hmm. else that everybody else is doing here, you know? And that's another reason I like group fitness anyways is because if I'm on the treadmill by myself, I'm not doing yeah. enough. Yeah. And if I'm here and somebody's on the treadmill beside me, I'm beating them. Like, yeah. I'm going to try to beat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Lindsay in the morning and then, yeah, well, you know, uh, you just can't. <laughs> we're all trying to keep up. <laughs> yep. And then another, so kind of with that, some, I always like to uh, take – um, whenever I'm doing anything else, like compare it. Um, so here, like what we basically do, like, I don't even look at it as a gym. I look at it more as coaching and accountability and support. Um, so, and I've over the last year, like last year we bought a house this year, we're mm -hmm. selling a old townhouse and I always think there's so many moving pieces, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously like you guys basically just do it all mm -hmm. and you kind of coach us through it or tell us what we need to do. And it's, it's super similar, you know, for right. me, I'm like, oh, it's like, you know, the same thing, just houses instead of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then I think, you know, you'll have people who um, sometimes they, like, they want to want to deal with real estate agents and stuff, but I just couldn't, every time something comes up, I'm like, what, like, it, what if I had to figure this out alone, you know, yeah. or the stuff yeah. you'll miss out on? Um, it's just crazy. To yeah, me. it's, it is very crazy. And I mean, I think about that here, you know, I want to walk in the door and somebody tell me what to do. 
Like if I had to make mm -hmm. a plan or I just yep. wouldn't do it as well and I wouldn't be as effective. And it is the same in real estate. You know, if, if you put your house on the market and didn't prepare it or it didn't, you know, know how, what things to bring to the table to get it sold fastest or how to stage it and things like that, it just wouldn't have been as effective, you mm -hmm. know? And so that's what we find here yep. is that you guys, and it is, you know, you can know everything, like, mm -hmm. right. Every, most of the things that I hear you guys say, I'm like, I know that, yeah. but it's just y'all saying it to me and yeah. it's y'all reminding me and keep putting it in my head, you know, like your emails and your Facebook posts. It's okay. Yep. I got it. I need to get back on that. Or it's just that constant reminder and constant push, mm -hmm. you know, that we get here. The other, the other parallel that I noticed was, um, this is a good one. I'm proud of myself for this one. <laughs> get ready. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. Uh, so no. So the other benefit is, so as, as coaches and we've, we've experienced dealing with people, right. And to people like, uh, eating and exercising is super emotional, right? It's super unique to them, to us. It's like, you know, we've seen, you know, 42 people lose 40 plus pounds and we know it's possible. We know this person's capable of it from kind of, from a, just a scientific, non-emotional standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's powerful, right? But then to them, every there's gonna be roadblocks. Everything's super emotional, right? Mm -hmm. um, same thing I noticed with with dealing with the real estate, right? I, I can only imagine on y'all's end, yeah. Like I mean, y'all are dealing with houses and all this stuff, and and it's it's a business. And then to someone though, there's so much emotion, right? So like I can imagine, emotion. say someone you know is selling a house and. You, whatever, there's uh, something that they love that they did and there's memories, but they may need to paint the wall to a more neutral color and change something. And then people could be almost offended, yeah. right? And then you have to deal with that when really you're trying to help them sell their house. And, and that's the benefit, right? If you, if someone did not have a coach to kind of not have that emotional side of things, they could, they could hold themselves back right. doing it, doing it on their own um, or never break through because of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because we run into all the time where we get um, sellers who call us who have had the house listed before, you know, with another agent or they listed it by themselves. And, you know, we walk into the house and we're like, oh my gosh, there is probably 20 things that you could have done that are free, that don't cost you anything, but they're a little emotional about them, you know, like mm -hmm. taking down drapes like super easy but if you have any kind of pattern drapes on your wall they need to go and literally it's taking them down you don't even have to put anything back up and that will change the look of the house and for us you know we phrase that properly i'm sure just mm -hmm. like you guys oh yeah have, there's yeah. things like, to say and things you don't say yeah. stop, stop emotional eating yeah yeah you <laughs> sucker. get your shit together <laughs> you can't just say that uh, some people do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. The old Jillian Michaels. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> How well did that work out? No. Um, and so it's phrasing that and also learning and, and telling people honestly, like, I think you've been lied to. Like, yeah, your house has been on the market, but they really haven't been trying to sell it. Because if they were trying to sell it, if they were really trying to help you accomplish the goal that you came to us with, these are the things that you have to do. And while I love your, you know, lavender drapes, mm -hmm. you can't have them up to sell. So yeah. go ahead and pack them up, you know, put them in your box and you can take them to your next place. And so it's, it's like that mm -hmm. with fitness too. Like there's oh, all these yeah. things out there and you're like, these people are lying to you just because they want the sale or just because mm -hmm. they want, you know, they're not, they're not taking it to the next level and telling you even just the free things you can do to make their life easier and to get their goal accomplished, yeah. you know, cause they're telling us the goal. And so realistically we have to give them the plan for that you know so it's yeah. so much like that i mean yeah and that's really the number one thing that gets in the way almost probably is 
emotions, right? Emotions. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like how much do us? people fight those things? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. we did this and we've had it up for forever or whatever. Mm-hmm. I yeah. worked so hard on it and yeah. like they can't let it go. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times people are like, okay, well, if it sells, then I'll tell them, then I'll take it down. You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or tell them I'll give them a pain allowance. You know, and I'm like, well, they have a feeling when they come to the house, right? So, like, you have right on your walls, that gives a feeling mm-hmm. to the buyers when they walk in. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to not choose the house. Of course, everybody knows you can paint. Like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. let's just be real. HGTV is so t- totally fake. Yep. People walk in the house, they're like, I don't like this paint color, so I'm not buying it. People really don't do that. They say, I just don't really like the house. But it's because it's the of the subconscious that mm-hmm. happens when they're in a house that feels outdated and doesn't feel fresh and new and, yeah. and changeable, yep. you know? Yep. And so, I mean, I think it's very similar to y'all's yeah. world where it's like we have our own, all of your clients have, mm-hmm. we have our own emotions of, well, guess what? When I'm in my house, I have all these other distractions and all this other food, you know, because I have mm-hmm. kids and I have a husband who is not on the same meal plan as me and, you know, yeah. and that's emotional for me because I'm sitting there watching them eat cookies and ice cream every <laughs> night and I don't get any, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's tough. I, I mean, I remember uh, selling the townhouse and my, the bedroom was that tealish turquoise mm-hmm. color. And you're like, I like this, but you know, let's since we're painting the rest, let's, you know, paint it gray too. Yeah. But then, uh, and ultimately I didn't really care, but then deep down when it happened, I thought of, um, you know, it was like the first thing I bought and I painted it with my dad oh, and like, yeah. you think of those things, yeah. you know? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's kind of sad like, um, you know memory. and, and then it's like alright then it's grey and it's whatever he knows how it feels though. we do that on the daily but that's how it is with us too like we'll sit down and um, all of a sudden you dig with someone and they're like oh wait maybe, maybe I do you know eat this thing right after work because I'm rewarding myself for a hard day and oh, oh crap I do use food to reward myself for getting through the day. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, like that's a behavior you need to change, like reward yourself with, you know, a bubble bath or something. But yeah. And then a lot of times people don't even realize these things. And I mean, I think emotional as far as not just the eating (laughs) bubble bath. But what do you got? What do you have against (laughs) bubble baths, man? A walk. (laughs) I haven't heard the term bubble bath. It's kind of, that's kind of in a long time. (laughs) Because people do like bath bombs now, yeah. right? Like bath that's the bomb. thing. But, like like only right. serial killers. But who really? Who takes a a bubble bath? I feel like it's just serial killers. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. so. But I'm, now I kind of want to go get some bubbles, <laughs> set it up. Did they... uh, get ready, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> she's not home right now, so she's <laughs> living it up. I've, I'm not gonna say I've had, I've had a bubble bath. I've had Epsom salt baths, but which it, is different. But even then, like, do you feel like baths are like overrated? Maybe. Um, I feel like it's totally overrated. But it's because when you get out, you're all pruny and you feel like you need a shower. shower Yeah, Yeah, and especially if you have like a bath bomb, like you're oily. You stand up, you're like, fuck, I'm dirtier than when I cut (laughs) into this thing. And that's a problem. I feel like it depends on what you're using it for. If you're using it for relaxation and like, look, you just want to soak in a really hot bath to like relax all your muscles, fine. But be prepared that there's stuff you got to do afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that stand up shower is the most disappointing because there's still water. Like at your feet, and you're like, oh, the water's turn, not hot. And then you and, turn on the shower, and it's freezing yeah. cold because you forget. I just, uh, I'm not making a good case for no. for, for Nick's in the food and <laughs> going for the bubble bath, <laughs> replacing with the bubble bath. But it's true. Like even just even not the eating of the food, people are very emotional to the preparing of the food mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. things that they eat because it reminds them of something that they had in their childhood yeah. or yeah. whatever that may be. That's I like mean, the root of all. Yeah. Right. Like how many people were rewarded with kids with food as kids, 
And that carries over to when you're an adult. It doesn't just go away. And so that, you don't even think about it. Like Gary said, like you reward yourself for a good day because you probably got rewarded when you were a kid for doing something right. And that just keeps yeah. on going. Yeah. Yeah. But the hardest part, I mean, about all of that is that like nothing really is off the table. Like you guys say all the time, mm -hmm. it's just moderation and like picking the days where you mm -hmm. get those things. Yeah. Instead, people like me, you know, have it for a couple of days and then it turns into back into the normal cycle of it, you know, and I'm not someone who can eat the same thing every day. And I know that about myself and I want to be that person. Like, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like when I went back and I said in the very beginning, like I had to let go of the things that I thought that I, how I should be and realize how I am and adjust it to my personality and what I need and making sure that that works for me because really everybody's different. Yes. Yeah. But, um, you yeah. know, it is, you just, you have to do it, eat it once and get that feeling and then learn to move on mm -hmm. and learn to jump over, you know, the next hurdle instead of sorrowing at it and getting worse and going down that. Yeah. Like, that cliff. And I think, you know, people have to realize. <clears throat> so a lot of times, so, so yeah, say a natural progression for most people nowadays is like from the time they're 35 to 55, they gain 30, 40 pounds. Right. And a lot of people forget. So you can be here. Um, you know, in your 30s and 40s, working out, feeling like you're getting nowhere, but then look back and realize, hey, it's been 10 years. In, even though your goal might have been to lose 15 pounds at that point, you, if you're kind of maintaining everything, like that's a huge you're victory. Ahead of the curve. You've gained yeah. zero, and that's you awesome. Know? Yeah. So all this kind of like little ups and downs and um, beating ourselves up and what feels like failures, but the fact is, you're you're being aware, like you're going to the gym, you're like noticing these moments and in the big picture, like that's actually a big victory and a uh, good thing happening in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So people just kind of, uh, we're our own, you know, they, they always say like, if you were to like write down or and say the things that you say to yourself, like if you said it to friends, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have any friends. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think everyone's really hard on themselves mm -hmm. about really everything, you know, and I think it's hard when you see so many people that are quote unquote successful or living a good life on social media. And you're like, man, I suck. When really like, it's, so it's like a, and it's mm -hmm. a moment in time, right? right. You see a hundred, 300, a thousand people's moment in time. And that you think that, oh, everyone's lives are always like this. And I think that's completely false. And we know that like, um, most people live boring lives. Most people, um, you know, maybe unhappy or whatever, even if it looks like they're living it up, but that kind of compounds on people a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, with the new dog, that probably messed up your morning routine, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. It messed up my husband's morning routine too. Oh, Sorry, honey. <laughs> oh no. Um, because now when I get up at 4.45 and I want to go to the gym and, you know, he's up and he like starts whining because I'll take him outside, let him do his business, and then try to put him back in the pen. And I'm like getting my shoes on in the living room and I hear him crying and I know Sean's probably like, mm -hmm. God, God bless it, you know? Yep. <laughs> but, you know, I knew that I knew that going in. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew the challenges going in and I knew that, you know, there, there's always like, there's always reasons, right? There's always like excuses mm -hmm. and you just mm -hmm. have to kind of say, okay, this is what it is. And I know my husband and I know that he is probably like, oh, this sucks, but he wants me to be here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I know that he knows so he's gonna if, suck I it could, up. if I could control that, I mm -hmm. would and I can't. So he is going to 
alleviate that stress for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't have that. You know what I mean? And yeah. I credit Sean 100% to allowing me to do everything I do in my life because he is super solid at home. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of the friends and family that I have aren't, aren't able to do that because of, they don't have a solid base at home. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, he kind of just rolls the punches. He's an early bird too anyway. Yeah. So well, I guess when you do that, that job. Yeah. yeah. Like you just gotta be ready whenever. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so do you find a huge benefit probably like mentally for having, you know, the gym being that third environment. So it's not home. It's not work. It's kind of nice to have that place where no one's really depending on you, you know, and you can just come and, and have that do yeah. your thing. Yeah. You know, it's, um, at home and at work, like everybody has so many needs for me. Like I fulfill so many questions and so many roles yeah. in both areas of mm-hmm. my life that like, like I said earlier, I literally just show up here and somebody tells me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody asks me a questions, I'm like, I don't know. You, you just know, tell me whatever. where to go, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. I need the coaches to be like, Hey, you know, you should be lifting more than that because I'm not going to make that decision for myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I could never do it at, at an individual gym because it would stress me out to be there. Whereas here I walk in the door and I kind of take a deep breath, you mm-hmm. know, versus walking into the, oh, it's a different deep breath than walking yeah. into the office. For oh sure. yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause, um, when I first started going into business and having my own gyms, so back with the little 24 hour gyms, I quickly learned, um, like that was at, for me over the last 15 years of working out when I was most inconsistent was when I had my own business, which was, at the time, three gyms, I had to get another gym membership, uh, because is work, you know, like I would go in the gym and my workouts would be like, uh, set a dumbbell press, superset it with, um, cleaning and vacuuming and fat, you know, paperwork. And then next thing I know, like my workouts are just completely just barely happening. They're distracted, you know, or I'll, then next thing you know, all those walls are work. And then I would just, not do it, you know, right. and I got real inconsistent. And same thing here. Like mm-hmm. I go work out somewhere else because that's what in, in, ends up being is yeah. it's, this is my work environment, uh, which is funny because people like they can't really wrap their brains around Yeah, because we have this dope gym. Um, people are like, why do you go somewhere else? Right. Well, yeah. there's a lot to do here. Right. And it's have... just the environment is work. And for us being able to step away, like my training's gotten way better since we stopped working out at work. Yeah. yeah. It's and, just like when people try to work out at home. Oh, that's oh what yeah. I was next. Yeah. Because yeah. those those – your home walls bleed kids and dishes and Netflix and, you know, like not yeah. everything. So it's just yeah. easy to get distracted. It's not a, I mean, it's not a release for me, like coming in here and like also being able to like see other people. And yep. like I said, being pushed by other people is huge. But if I was at home, there's a million excuses. Mm-hmm. And I know myself. I know that I said this originally too, like my motivation is being with the kids. So if they're like, mommy, come play with me, come do this. I'm like, okay, you know, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that I can't, I can't put myself in that position, you know, Mm -hmm. to be tempted by that. You know, so I have to get here. When you walk in here and I think for everybody, like nobody has a responsibility really when they walk in here, right? Like mm-hmm. all you have to do is do what you're yeah. told. It yeah. was to show up and you'd already did that. Like so. that's yeah. it. Like your responsibility is only to get here. And once you get here, like, you know, you're going to do the work. Yeah. You're going to be fine. You don't have to stress about anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just get to work out, talk to some people that you hopefully enjoy seeing. And like, that's it. That's it. Which is for you a huge like shift because you know, you're the boss and your mom. Mm-hmm. And like, those are, 
probably the two biggest responsibilities mm-hmm. absolutely ever. Yeah. So for you to be able to go to the complete opposite end and be like, yeah, just tell me what to do. I'm yeah. not thinking. And it's also like, I don't have to be on here. Yeah. Right. Like I have to be on at home for my girls. Cause like, I want to be this mm-hmm. good role model and like show them how strong mm-hmm. mom is. And I have to be on at work, like making sure yeah. that I'm positive and a lot of stuff. And I come in here and something else I learned a long time ago is that like, even if I come here, I don't have to like if I'm just not feeling it, I just have to get here, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and go through the motions. I don't have to be at my highest weight. I don't have to, you know, I have to listen to what my body feels and just getting here is a win. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, sometimes I would put it off and I'd say, gosh, you know, my back kind of hurts because we did those deadlifts and I wouldn't come. And then I'd be bummed at myself and I'd go down that off that cliff, you know, instead of just coming and saying, you know what, I'm not going to do that you know, yeah. hey, Ben, hey, Kristen, what else can I do if my back is a little sore? Yeah, you that, know? that's a great point. It's something we kind of talk about. It's called so auto-regulating your effort because now in the fitness industry, you see these Reebok commercials and everyone thinks they need to like go 100% every time oh, they go yeah. to the gym. Like it's life or death. Yeah, it's war. We're not pro athletes. Like <laughs> every, everyone has other stresses, right? And what if you were like yelled at by your boss at work, super stressful day, um, didn't get much sleep, and then you go to the gym and you try to push beyond what you're able to give that day. That's not like helpful. It's okay to give 60%, you know, and but be there um, and keep the habit alive. Get get the visit in, um, you know. So that's something important for people to realize. Like you don't have. There's no. Um, you don't have to force it. You know, yeah. just do what you can. Um, and it, as long as you're consistent over time, you know. Yeah. That's like you, most of your training is going to be like a like a bell curve right? Mm-hmm. You have like your small percentage. They're going to be probably like awful days, right? Mm-hmm. You just feel like crap. Nothing goes right. <laughs> then you have your top percentage where you're like, man, I th- this is the strongest I've ever felt. Best workout I've ever had. But then like 80% is just going to be kind of in the middle. Right. And there's average workouts. Yeah. They're just kind of like, I didn't feel bad, but it, you know, I've been stronger and that's completely fine. Right. Like that's okay to have and to have those days where you're not, you know, performing at your, your peak. Right. No one can perform at their peak every day. Right. It's just not, unless you're a professional athlete, that you're paid to do that, and that's all you do is perform and sleep. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, kind of going on with that is that, you know, sometimes I come here and it's like a day where it's just like chart things, and if that stresses me out, yeah. I just don't do it. Yeah. And that's you know? completely and that's okay. cool. Yeah. And I had to realize that, like, again, being in my competitive nature, I'd come in here and I'd try to, like, just go all out and be the Nike commercial that I want to mm-hmm. be, and, yeah. and then I'd have to realize, like, Nobody cares about that but me, you know, like I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do what my body tells me to the max I can do. And then I'm just not going to worry about it, you know, and then that helps me be less stressed about coming back and beating it because then I get consumed with that. And Mm -hmm. then I kind of go the opposite direction. And I'm like, well, I didn't beat it today. Man, what's wrong with me? This sucks. I suck. You know, and then I go off the cliff again, you know, so it's just realizing again to live in the now instead of the later or the future like living right now how do i feel can i do it yes i can you know yeah Yeah. and what should i do to like keep my consistency in my habit versus um what you i guess think is ideal Mm -hmm. because i think what you think is ideal and what really is realistic realistic Mm -hmm. are completely different that goes back to expectations right if you expect to pr every time you work out you're going to be probably pretty disappointed in yourself that you're not pring every single time you work out Um, yeah. And that's just kind of setting yourself up for failure. Right. Yeah. And at some point, like what you just described, you have 
to get to that point because even if you were PR in every workout for the first two years you ever worked out, eventually you're not. Like it's going right. to stop. Yeah, so at some point, out. like you have to deal with, hey, I'm going to the gym, even though not every workout's going to be glory. You know, mm -hmm. like if you know, I've been we've been working out so long. Pfft, I don't know, maybe one or two PRs a year, you know, or yeah. like if it go, if I, my dumbbell press goes up five pounds, like over two years, Yeah. I mean, Feeling that's great. progress, but yeah. so that means there's a lot of workouts, you know, that yeah. are just nothing, but that's not why I work out, right. you know, at this point. Right. So, um, it's good to have, you want to have that data, but, um, yeah, you can't tie everything to it or your, or that's what feeds the, you know, eight weeks as hard as I can, you know, yeah. and New Year's resolutions and, and, and then people like kind of get lost. Um, like, what do I do now? And I got to try something else. I got to do something else. And then they up, end up on just, right. you know, the cycle. So, yeah. And I think that a lot of people get that way. I've seen it all the time at, you know, where they do get to a point where they're either failing and they're not increasing their PRs mm -hmm. or whatever. And then they go somewhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but you're at like your PR. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you were doing so good, but they feel like it has to change. Mm -hmm. I think everybody craves that like new and that mm -hmm. different. Exciting. It, oh, except for exciting. it doesn't have to be exciting. But it then if you start that, you're chasing that loop. Yeah. And the thing is like everything's, there's only but so much you can do. It's always yeah. going to be like eventually, it's the same thing with relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, like what, what is it like? We fell out of love or whatever. You know, the, the butterflies are gone. I love the voice he changed yeah. too. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. I love that voice. It was it was, that was my love voice, <laughs> my fall out of love voice. But like then, um, you know, but that's no, that's probably like going to happen with the next, you know, it's yeah. like just, that's what happens. Right. So you, you fall, you find things to, um, keep it going. Same thing with the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, Ben sent me this, uh, post on Instagram and it was a picture of Drake, mm -hmm. the singer, singer, rapper sports fan and he was in all these different <laughs> that's all he is now man he's just a sports so fan that's what it was. Teams down. He, he was in all these different jerseys you know and then it said um when you when you do all the free trials around town or something <laughs> <laughs> some one of those memes yeah Dude, that's, but, um, but that's a good point man yeah. like yeah. and people people do that with a lot of stuff though like yeah. they always want something exciting people do it with food food i was gonna mm -hmm. really say i yeah. mean you always think food has to be like so and really it's made made to nourish your body mm -hmm. like and i have to tell myself that all the time like this doesn't have to be yeah ev a rock every dinner. meal doesn't have to be a banger right like like and most people want it to except be except for wills because you post all this stuff on instagram yeah. but I'm you know like, what, what? The, the funniest part about that is most of my meals are like extra boring yeah right breakfast oatmeal and greek yogurt lunch three burger patties most of our dinners we have turkey tacos or some type of chicken breast mm. like it's boring yeah. right but instagram would have you think that right. all i eat is ribs and pulled pork and steak and yeah yeah those are like so i do that like saturday yeah my one day mm -hmm. I actually give most of that food away really? which sounds insane yeah but it's a hobby it's for fun exactly right. like i enjoy it and yeah. i enjoy like having other people try my food mm -hmm. and so um but yeah it's like outside looking in it probably looks like i eat yeah. amazing stuff Glorious but most of my food is it's good. I love what I eat, but yeah. it's not, yeah. you know, it's not pizza or brisket. Yeah. Changing subjects. So one thing, because a lot of people, I think they always kind of back to, you know, having young kids, young girls specifically, like, how should I handle, you know, I want to teach my kids things and mm -hmm. 
stuff and really the best way is our actions, you know? Mm, yep. So even that too, like them seeing you make time to go to the gym and that the gym is a stress relief for you yeah. and that it's not like, oh, it's January. Mommy goes to the gym every year at January mm -hmm. to try to lose weight. They see you going for yourself and yeah. just for other reasons. Like that's going to resonate with them, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you probably see it too here. For, you know, so a lot of people who bring their kids and then their kids want to kind of exercise. They do. Mm -hmm. They want to jump in. You know, it's the best thing just, ever. That's it's like my favorite thing. That's what they see and know. Yeah. So that's a good, you know, way to, to kind of, um, yeah, like instill it in Raise your kids. Them. Yeah. I mean, my girls all the time talk about setting goals and um, they did a push-up one the other day, in fact, and it was like, we're going to do, you know, five push-ups mm -hmm. before bed every night, you know, That's and it cool. was like, awesome, you know, yep. they didn't realize how hard push-ups are. <laughs> you know what, though, like, but for a kid to be, to want to do that, yeah. you know, like, that's, that's cool. Most kids are just glued to their phones. And right. Yeah. All that. And just, they also really understand the value of self-care in that aspect, like, of, hey, we're, we're not just taking care of ourselves as far as, like, time and, like, um, you know, being with our friends, but we're taking care of ourselves like with ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, it's an internal job. It's not an external job, you know, and um, they understand that just as far as we kind of teach them, like if you're having a hard time or a struggle, like go think about it, you yeah. know, take some time to meditate and think and think it through and try to calm yourself down versus like letting other things bring you out of it, bring yourself out of it. Yeah. And um, they know that the gym does that for me. It kind of gets me my time mm -hmm. to come and just work through things in my head. And 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 so they correlate that to exercise now. That's cool. You know? Yeah. So. That's, that's a whole other topic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But I, th I do like, because I don't think anybody does it enough, and we all struggle with it, but taking time for yourself to literally be alone, mm -hmm. like with your just you and your brain. White space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's hard for everybody. Yeah. Like we do breathing in here, and like you would think we're pulling people's teeth out, yeah. you know, but like we're just asking people to sit by themselves for four minutes and just literally exist. And for a lot of people, that's difficult. A lot of people don't want to, you know, oh, I fidget too much or I can't stop thinking. Like, yeah, because you got to face whatever's going on in your head. And a lot of people don't want to do that. Right. So to teach kids like this is OK to do and this is how we handle things like that's really important. Oh, my gosh. There's so many um, struggles that kids have. I mean, that I never even knew that I had. I mean, I'm sure we had the same struggles, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. there's so many struggles that they have with friends and, you know, sports and trying to, you know, live up to mommy and daddy's expectations, but also try to, you know, get their cravings answered and things like that. And so for them to be able to take time and just um, think about that and, like, reflect, I feel like that kind of almost trains a part of their brain that yes. some kids don't get because some kids – you know, when they're struggling, their mom's like, or their dad's like, here, here's this to take it away from you. And that's an external factor that they're giving Here's them. the iPad. Right. Yeah. And that tells them you're not in control of your actions. I'll help you by giving you this versus, hey, you're upset right now. This is under your responsibility to help yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's a whole nother topic of, <laughs> that's a good of one, conversation. <laughs> we could, we could yeah. dig in. If we had more time, we could dig into that. I know. But like, I think everyone needs to to do that. All of us. I mean, all of us could spend more time on ourselves. It's a learned skill. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that. They're like, oh, I just can't do that. Yeah. It's a learned skill. Like it takes, takes practice. It's like everything else. Yeah. You know? Like, and people expect either, it's like either you do it or you don't, you're perfect at it or you suck. It's like yoga. We touched on it with Jillian. Like people are like, oh, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. Like 
you're literally doing it mm -hmm. to improve your movement. Right. Like it's not like you have to already be flexible to do it right. or people that don't want to strength train because they're not strong. That doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, yeah. like you, you do it to get better at it. Like yeah. for me, like I'll do, I set a minimum. I'll just do like five minutes of breathing a day. Like that's my minimum. If I do it, awesome. Right. I just lay there, breathe in and out, maybe pet the dog while I do it, but I'm at least laying there. Right. And like, that helps me a lot yeah. to just do that. But when I first started the whole time, I'm like, well, oh, I should check my phone. I should do this. And like, it's always going to be there. Right. You just get better at handling, you know, those outside interferences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we um, picked words, like, for my work, we pick a word. There's that book, One Word, mm -hmm. that I just love. I think it's great. And every year we pick a word for our team um, individually. And my word this year is intentional. Like, I want to nice. be more intentional about what I do and mm -hmm. how I'm doing things and just really focusing on that. Um, but what was really cool is that we did a worker treat at my house, and we all did boards, like um, inspiration boards mm -hmm. and, and goal boards. And the girls came home after that retreat at my house and they saw all the clippings and stuff. And they're like, oh, what are you guys doing? And they're like, I kind of told them about it. And so they decided to pick a word, nice. which is super cool. And they made their own boards. And Macy's was practice, which was Sweet. so cool because she's a dancer and she loves dancing and she's really good at it. But there's girls that are her age that are way more flexible than her. Mm -hmm. And she says all the time, mom, they can do that. And I'm like, honey, they practice. Like they do it. They, mm -hmm. they, they are that way because they work on it. And so her, um, I was really excited about that or the word practice. And then May Harper's was dependable, um, which she already is She's <laughs> super mm -hmm. dependable, but she wants to focus on that as well this year. That's so, neat. Yeah. What a good idea. No yeah. <laughs> practice. Damn. Alan Iverson. Talking about practice. <laughs> <laughs> he needs that on his, on his inspirational board. Wait, hearing the word practice, all I can think of is Alan Iverson. No matter what, for the rest of my life, that's going to be who I think of. That's the word time. And I can hear it in my brain mm. every time. Well, all right. That was super helpful. Well, good. Do you, do you want to, real quick, because I don't want to forget, if you want to touch on it, something that you're working on, the, um, the cleanup. Oh, yes. I don't know if you want to bring that up and maybe oh, yeah. just touch on it so people can yes, I would love at to. least be a little bit informed and maybe get involved in it. Yeah, um, my team ha for a while now have just been really trying to think of a big community project that we can do. Like, how can we directly impact our community, like, in one way? And, I mean, yeah, you can give money. You can get involved in organizations. But a lot of that's long-term and where's the money going? So we started um, – just a, like a last week, we did a save the date for April 25th of we're going to do the Great Peninsula Pickup. And that is going to be like all over the peninsula, people taking a specific day, a specific time to pick up trash. And I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but like mm -hmm. I feel like it's everywhere now. Mm -hmm. Like every single um, off-ramp and on-ramp to the interstate is just loaded with it. Going down Victory Boulevard is loaded with it, mm -hmm. and there's no reason for it. Yep. It's like the one thing I feel like in the world that can be changed immediately Yes, is just, one, don't throw your trash out the freaking window, Yes, yep. and two, pick it up if mm -hmm. you see it. And so we're um, going to, you know, we actually have a meeting today. It's our first kickoff meeting today at the Cove and Newport News, and 
we're going to have a big initiative. There's going to be drop-off points at every in every city. Uh, we already have like three landscape companies ready to bring like big trucks to like nice. we have people who are going to be donating trash bags and things like that. And we really want people to be in charge of a group um, that goes to a specific location that they care about. I know Katie Patrick. Um, she already said she was like, I want to do um, Hampton Road Center Parkway right by Sandy Bottom Nature Park. I see it every day, and that's where I want to. Mm -hmm. That's like, cool. Great. Yeah. Get a group of your friends and go, and we'll coordinate. We'll help. You know, get VDOT and the police and everything involved so that everybody's safe and mm -hmm. you know doing it effectively but yeah that's thanks for bringing that up i'm super excited about it yeah i think it's gonna be cool yeah, yeah it's gonna be awesome and it's crazy around here because there's water everywhere and it's like don't, like yeah. don't you know what happens like yes. where the trash goes yeah like yes. into the drain and yeah, then you see it all the time along the and it's just flowing yeah. right i mean today it poured down rain forever and all i can think about was like all that trash um you know one of the places i really want to focus on is down at messick point and pocosan i mean it's beautiful down there and yep. then along the shoreline there's tons of trash yeah and you know it's it's not stuff that got there because you the, know yeah the fish weren't drinking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's not really. laughs> so yeah we're excited mm -hmm. about it but if you want to get involved um you know you could probably just search facebook the great peninsula pickup and it'll come up it's an event under there and or go to our facebook page the coastal virginia real estate team and check it out yeah uh, and we'll keep everyone informed too like yeah. you know if you come to the gym or even just listen to us you know we'll we'll keep you guys in the loop on it because yeah. i know you know i'm gonna do it i know whitney I'm pretty sure she'll be home, so yeah. I know she'll she'll be um, doing it too. So yeah, yeah it's right around um, Earth Day. So yeah, that's why we picked it because I know, gotta be perfect. Yeah, we're excited. It'll be it'll be warmer. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, I, although I hope. Yeah. Good Lord, <laughs> seventy today. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, and also if you're in the market for a house or yes. selling a house, yeah, hit up Shannon. What What are you guys on social? They're coastal, coastal, VA. coastal, coastal VA real region. estate. Yep. Yeah, coastal okay. VA real estate. Yep. yep. Yeah, hit them up. I think we've all. Use you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It makes point. a difference, man. I had a yeah. bad experience with my first townhouse I bought where it was rushed and like we, I mean, we're, I'm dealing with it now, you know, 12 yeah. years later of like everything I have to fix and do, I, I'm pretty sure 90% of it was, um, it was like that when I got it, but we never got a home inspection because no one ever told us to, uh, um, yeah. you know, so I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, I know we talk about coaching and accountability and yeah, finding people that you trust is number yeah. one. Yeah. Have somebody good so, in your corner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's tough because I mean, yeah, it is people's business and people do have to make money and that's, that drives things. But you know, there's still places that, um, care, care, yeah. which yeah. is important. So yeah. yeah. Hit them up if you buying, yeah. selling, thank you, whatever. Yeah. And y'all do, um, the Penins mostly peninsula, right? Mostly you do, peninsula you go and south side. Okay, we do Williamsburg. do a little bit of south side. We have a um, a couple of agents on our team that are familiar with south side and love it, and you know they pretty much work all of our business yeah. over there. Cool. We also do property management, so renting oh, yeah. out places. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks we'll for sign having out. me. Yeah. So say bye to Shannon, and myself and Will. We'll be back uh, next week. Bye bye. Bye. Follow. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.